0: You are listening to the Enhance Your Practice podcast series, brought to you by ASPS University. I am ASPS University Chair, Dr. Nicholas Panetta, and I invite you to check out all of our educational offerings, from professional surgical videos, courses on practice management, and much, much
1: more at ASPS
0: Ednet. Hello, listener. Welcome to another episode of the ASPS University podcast, Enhance Your Practice. I'm your host, Dr. Ash Patel. And today we'll be discussing marketing in med spa. We're fortunate to be joined by Dr. Dana Cobley. Dr. Cobley has been in practice in Tampa, Florida for about 15 years, and she's had a med spa for the majority of that time. We're happy to help her share her expertise on marketing med spas. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Cobley.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Med spas are a hot topic for our members at the current time. What led you to open a med spa?
1: Initially, I had the interest and we had the space, and so we decided to give it a try. It was a freestanding medical spa in that it was completely separate from the medical practice, separated by space and separated by staff, and I think that was a mistake. We learned quickly that it works better to have better integration between the staff from the spa and the staff from the medical practice. They both feed off of each other much better that way.
0: When you started your practice did you always plan to open a med spa or was that something you decided on after being in practice
1: i had always hoped to and within a year of opening my practice we opened up the med spa
0: as we know florida particularly south florida has a lot of plastic surgeons and in fact non-core specialists who are in the aesthetic marketplace how do you market your med spa to stand out from your competitors
1: I do think it's very difficult. I think that's one mistake we made at the beginning is not having it closely associated with the medical practice. You are assumed to be an expert if you're a plastic surgeon, and if you're managing the medical spa, people have to know that. So our original medical spa didn't even have the name Med Spa in it. Patients didn't know the difference between our spa and a day spa down the street. So you have to be able to separate those just day spas from a medical spa. And it's very difficult to establish yourself that way. But if you're marketing both your practice and the medical spa together, you're immediately adding credibility to your medical spa.
0: Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Do you have separate marketing for the surgical aspect of your practice as well as for your med spa?
1: The only thing that is separate is Google AdWords, the Google ads. I manage that myself. It doesn't have to take that much time and I get great results without putting a ton of money into it. There are companies that really want to manage that for you. I find that managing it myself, I spend on a budget what I would spend to pay a company to do it for me. And that's without the budget part. So I think I'm getting half, half the price I'm managing it myself. Um, so I'm focusing keywords toward the medical practice and keywords toward the medical spa. And I'm careful not to let the medical spa eat up the whole budget. So you do have to keep an eye on it.
0: With regard to specifically marketing with the brand of being a board certified plastic surgeon, what do you do to specifically integrate that into your marketing efforts?
1: Hmm. So everything that, uh, for example, the name of my practice is Cobra Plastic Surgery and Med Spa. So my whole logo has both together. It's, I'm branding myself as offering both. And, you know, I find that although our logo is great, most patients don't really know what that that association logo means. They don't know the difference between a board-certified plastic surgeon and someone who says that they're a plastic surgeon down the street. So you have to very quickly give them the procedures and credibility that goes with that. Everything has to be on point. Your email marketing, your website, everything has to go together. And it has to represent, I think, a combined practice for it to be successful.
0: You mentioned that you manage the marketing for the practice yourself, as opposed to having an outside company do that for you. One of the comments people often make about that is that they find they just don't have the time. How do you manage to do all the marketing as well as run the practice?
1: So I don't do the social media. My staff do the social media portion of it. They do the Instagram, the email campaigns, the in-house events, and largely manage. We have print ads in uh, a few choice magazines. And my staff largely manage that part of it. I also have a website company that's managing the SEO. So I'm only picking a small part of it, the pay-per-click portion of it to manage myself.
0: In relation to the staff, do you have just one designated person who handles all of the social media or do you divide it up among several people?
1: I designate one staff person to be in charge of it. And then she draws ideas from all of the rest of the staff and keeps everybody involved.
0: Specifically related to social media, do you give your staff any guidelines for posting, such as what kind of content to post? Or is that something you let your staff determine?
1: We talk about it uh, with the staff all the time. From my standpoint, it needs to be professional, classy, but friendly. If it looks like advertising, especially on Instagram, you're pretty much done. No one will look at it. It needs to be more of a friend, friendly interaction, a conversation rather than just a, hey, we have this new product because people don't look at that. That's just an ad. So they know that they're responsible to keep things professional, fresh, and friendly.
0: You obviously have some great expertise in the area of marketing. How did you learn all about it?
1: Trial and error. I'm also a bit of a technology geek. So uh, I built my own first website. So I've kept up with that along the way. um, So that I find that if you're hiring someone else to do the website, you spend more time on it than, than they do. So when I could do it myself, I did it myself for a long time. But it's much too complex now for me to continue to do that. But I also... I'm networking with my friends and not just plastic surgeons. Dentists are really good at this and we'll, you know, meet out for dinner or lunch and chat about the new things that are working for them here in my same market.
0: This episode is brought to you by CareCredit. CareCredit is a health wellness and beauty credit card dedicated to helping millions of patients get the care they want or need by offering promotional financing options accepted at more than 210,000 providers nationwide. The CareCredit credit credit card allows cardholders to make convenient monthly payments for plastic surgery, minimally invasive treatments, skincare products and more. Reconstructive surgery patients can also use the card to pay deductibles, co-pays and other fees not covered by insurance. Patients can use CareCredit for prescriptions at Rite Aid, Walgreens and other select pharmacies. Once approved, patients can use their card again and again for additional procedures and services you provide. Join the CareCredit Provider Network and learn about special rates offered to ASPS members. Call 800-300-3046 or visit carecredit.com to enroll today. For many years, word of mouth has been considered the best marketing in plastic surgery. Do you suggest to your patients to spread word of their successful treatments and their experiences?
1: We do. We ask them if they are giving me a hug and singing our praises telling me what a wonderful experience they had you know I, I asked them to share it with their friends and family it's it's the best compliment they can give us we also ask everyone their opinion using a text and email review system the one we use is called bird eye but there are several we've really gotten a lot of reviews I think I have 250 reviews on various sites and that number went up Tremendously when we started using Bird Eye.
0: What are your thoughts on providing incentives for patients posting feedback or spreading word of your practice?
1: Yeah, we don't do that. We don't we don't give them incentives to post things. But we will, for example, we'll ask them to tag us if they post a picture of their results or their experience on Instagram, for example. If they will tag us, then we can just simply allow that to show in our timeline or or feed and other people will see that um that's one of the best ways of uh posting you know good results good um feedback and you just you have to create an experience that's positive if you want a good result it's not it's not just the result they have to have had a great experience while they were here how do you
0: pull in repeat patients particularly for the med spa
1: One thing we do is incentivize them to come back with loyalty reward points. We developed our own reward point system. So for every dollar they spend, and uh, this includes insurance patients, every dollar they spend here, they get uh, points that can be used toward buying products half price. So um, when they build up points, um, you're introducing them into the med spa portion of the practice by Encouraging them to buy products, whether it's a lip gloss or starting them on skincare, they're meeting our esthetician, they're getting their digital imaging done, and they're being introduced to that part of the practice.
0: With regards to setting up a med spa, particularly with marketing, are there any resources you think would be helpful to our listeners and ASPS members?
1: I think my best resource recently has been going to the national and state meetings. It seems like there used to be very little content at the meetings about practice management and marketing, and now there's there's a wealth of resources at these meetings when you go. There's multiple sources talking about different ways to look at it, different ways to go about it, things to look out for, things that are important, and I've Really learned a lot in the last year just going to meetings.
0: Let's talk about the procedures that you do in the med spa. What are the top five procedures or services that are offered?
1: I think the most popular new treatment is microneedling. We have the FDA approved uh, microneedling uh, device, and adding platelet rich plasma to that has been very successful. Patients are looking for it, and the results are Impressive for this type of procedure. The PRP certainly adds to it and can be used separately in areas to enhance the results significantly. I've been very impressed with that. For our longtime filler patients, we're offering them fat injections that we perform here in the office. They're not it's not completely non invasive, but it's certainly not a very invasive procedure that they can have done here in the office and we use Pronox the Nitrogen oxygen combination. There are longer lasting fillers that are providing some nice results. And then I would say combination laser treatments, combining packages of laser treatments with microneedling, with microdermabrasion, and offering packages that are targeted maybe for a specific area like the eyes or you know rejuvenating the the lips and naming them as a package that patients can't Google and call around and price check and find something similar. It still can be individualized for them, but you're putting together a combination package for them.
0: That's an interesting point. Are there specific things you do for the marketing of newer procedures or procedures that you see are up and coming?
1: So our marketing involves emails, to our current clients. It involves calling VIP patients and notifying them that we have this new treatment that we think would be great for them. It involves posting stories on Instagram of patients who've had the procedure, um, having them give a review about their procedure and their results. However you contact the patient first, whether it's word of mouth, they hear it from their friend, they see something, the first thing they're going to do is go to your social media and your website and check it out. They won't ever come just because their friends said that they should come. You know, it's very different than it used to be. Word of mouth is only the starting point. And then they start looking at what you have posted and at your reviews. And if those don't support what your friends said, they're not going to come.
0: For our listeners who are thinking about opening their own med spa, do you have any last pieces of advice for them?
1: I am opening my third med spa in January. We're transferring locations and it's larger. I would say give yourself room to grow and keep in mind that uh, it takes a lot of planning from the lighting to the procedure chairs to the, uh, all the way to, you might consider having an Instagram worthy wall in your new facility. There's a lot that goes into it and the experience that the patients get on the website has to translate into the experience they get as they walk into the spa and practice and then the experience that they get as they go on into treatments. So it all has to be tied together in one cohesive package and you have to be able to show your personality through your practice in the med spa.
0: You've been a wonderful guest. I think this has been a very informative podcast for our listeners. Dr. Cobley, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy practice to join us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Um, Like I said before, I have really been impressed with the amount of information that the association is putting out there for everyone. And uh, I encourage everyone to really go to the meetings and uh, check out the podcasts that are out there because it's impressive.
0: Thank you again. Join us for our final episode of Season 2 as we talk to Dr. Douglas Steinbreck from New York about adding male aesthetic procedures to your practice. We hope you enjoyed this episode of our Enhance Your Practice podcast series, brought to you by ASPS University and our host, Dr. Ash Patel. You can listen to our other episodes on any of the podcast platforms where they are currently available or... You can download recordings directly from ASPS EdNet. New seasons and episodes are coming soon on practice management. Please contact ASPS Education with your feedback and suggestions for future podcast topics. Thank you for tuning in.